0: When we all came to this nation at some point of time in our lives some of us still remember the effort that we all put together in order to arrive at this nation. Number of documents that were need to be prepared for us to clear the immigration and the number of times we went to the government offices. Maybe to collect our birth certificates, and at times, you know, we need to again re go to those offices to collect, uh, uh, to you know, to make corrections in those certificates at times, and we need to do all these things. Many times, you know, walking back and forth to the government offices, many times, it was so difficult. It was so, you know, some of you after landing here, you share your experiences with me saying that, you know what, you don't know, because you are here already, how much difficulties we went through you know, before we arrived at this nation. The difficulties we had in arranging our finances, it was not easy, because you need to show, you need to have a good amount of bank balance. You need to make sure that you know, you'll be able to survive in this nation for three months at least, even if you don't get any job. Great difficulties. The travel and the hassles of you know, settling down in this nation, they are all still fresh in our minds as we are in living in this nation. We also remember the questions we thought the immigration officer probably would ask, and we were just getting ready, you know, because we are not sure what to say. You know, we were so afraid probably, you know, he may, you know, he we may have to go back to our land. We were not sure what you know answer we are going to give. But you know what? One thing we forgot. One thing we forgot when we came through that exit door behind that immigration officer we failed to look about that door because we were in great excitement of landing in this nation but we failed to look about to see what is written on top of this door you are now entering the mission field have you ever seen that no you just failed to look that But this morning, I'm here to tell you that, you know, I just want to take you back to that immigration setup, and I'm asking you to look up and see what is written on top of the door. You are now entering the mission field. So this morning, I would like to title my sermon as You Are Now Entering the Mission Field. You know, as we saw the Mission Canada video, we have a shared mission in this land. We have a shared mission in this land, You know, Canada is our mission land. We are missionaries in this mission land. I just want you to forget, you know, all the troubles that we go through in our life. Let's keep those things aside. You know, we all have difficulties. We are having our own problem to handle. And this morning, you may ask me, I have my own problem to deal with. You know, why are you telling me that, you know, I'm a missionary to this nation? That's the reason I escaped out of that nation, my nation, and came to this nation. And this morning, God is telling us, you are missionaries in this nation we may be citizens of this nation we may be a permanent resident of this nation or we may be a temporary worker in this nation a student or a visitor the moment we enter into the land our status changes from whatever it was to missionary can you say missionary because we have entered the mission field some of us may be thinking, oh, I made a mistake then. If you would have told me, you know, years before, I would not have come to this land. Even I did not have any clue. I did not have any clue, to be honest. I will end up in what I am doing today. But that tells me that this is a mission land. This is a mission land. Let's turn our Bibles to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Very well-known scripture jesus said but you shall receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in jerusalem in judea and samaria and to the end of the earth shall we repeat that in jerusalem and in judea and in samaria and to the end of the earth in today's context where these places are Who these people are, that's what we are going to see today morning. Let's have a look at the map to find out what these places are, where these places are. You can see Jerusalem there in the yellow shaded region on top of the yellow shade. And above that, the green, sorry, the blue is what is Samaria. So we have Samaria and we have Judea and top of Judea is what we see Jerusalem. And we know a couple of f- facts we need to find out from here. Jerusalem is little far from the other boundary of Judea. The blue arrow shows that. But Jerusalem is very close to Samaria. Even though Jerusalem is not part of Samaria, Jerusalem is very close to Samaria. Just keep this in mind as we move further. So Jerusalem is a place, people are in close proximity, those who are in close proximity, they are in close culture they belong to the same religion people in Jerusalem they all talk the same language they talk the language of the Word of God they talk about the Messiah they talk about what they have seen the miracles and the ministries of Lord Jesus Christ people in Jerusalem in today's context whether this church or that church or some other church if you go we all talk the same language we all talk the same thing we live for the same purpose that's our Jerusalem so what is our Jerusalem all the believers, the fellowship of the believers, is what is Jerusalem. Judea. So those distant proximity, but they are close in culture. They are not living with us, but they are far away from us, but they still speak the same, same language. As we pray every day, even they pray. So they are far away from our place, but then still they believe in Lord Jesus Christ. Our Judea. What about our Samaria? Samaria those in close proximity but they are different in culture and different in religion as you see jerusalem samaria is very close to religion sorry jerusalem but people who are living in samaria they don't talk the same language they don't have the same culture they don't have the same religion as the people of god in jerusalem they speak a different language they, speak, they have a different culture and religion and finally god said you need to go to the end of the earth those who are in distant proximity different culture different religion I believe that's where our missionaries go that's where our missionaries go but this morning I want to focus on Samaria shall we talk about a little bit on the Samaria our Samaria in our context so Samaritans are the people living very close to the Jews but they belong to a different culture And different religion. In the New Testament context. Who is a Jew in the New Testament context? Who is a Jew in the New Testament context? Wow. Believers in Christ. Believers in Christ are there? jews in new testament context so we saw in jerusalem the jews are living and they are surrounded with another region by name samaria and in our context if you and samaria people in samaria they belong to different religion and different culture now in our context in our context if you look around today we see people who belong to different culture and different religion don't you see yes no yes we all see people who belong to different religion around us so we are living in the Samaria as Jerusalem near to Jerusalem is Samaria once we cross the border we see people who belong to different culture and different religion the same way if you open your door and knock your ne- knock your next door somebody who opens the door may not believe in the God you believe we believe they may believe in some other God so there is no doubt that we are living We are living in jerusalem but samaria is very close and jesus said you need to preach the gospel in jerusalem and then shall we all stand for a moment we need to preach the gospel in jerusalem and judea samaria and the End of the earth right so we need to preach the gospel everywhere and this morning we are focusing on how do we preach what do we do in Samaria because we are living in a time of Samaria because the people who are living around us they don't belong to our culture they don't belong to our religion so I want to give a little background who are these Samaritans please sit, sit down please sit down so who are these Samaritans you know during the ministry of Lord Jesus Christ the Samaritans were half jew and half gentile if you know the history a little bit you know the race came about after the assyrians they invaded or they 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 they, they captured the northern kingdom of israel and many of the jews were taken as captives by these assyrians and you know what there are remnants of a couple of really a couple of jews in our know, families they were still left out in the land and these jews they intermarried with Assyrians and they produced Samaritans. So who are Samaritans? Jews intermarried with the Assyrians, and they produced Samaritans. You know that's the history. Now what kind of people, Samaritan people are, very interesting people. What kind of people they are? Number one, they had no dealings with the Jews. No matter what it takes, they won't talk to a Jew. If a Jew comes on the other side of the road, the Samaritans will. Turn the other side of the road. They don't talk to each other. How do we know? Do you remember the conversation that Jesus had with the Samaritan woman? We read that in John chapter 4 verse 9. John chapter 4 verse 9. Then the woman of Samaria said to Jesus, Listen to this. How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me? A Samaritan woman. For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. People come to this land and they live in our next door, but they are very determined. I don't have anything to do with these Christians. I don't have anything to do with the Christians. Very determined. They've drawn their boundaries. Samaritans, they don't have any dealings with the Jews. Number two, they had their own temple and own religious system. Samaritans had their own temple and their, they had their own religion. Again, let's go back to the conversation, the interesting conversation Jesus had with the Samaritan woman. John chapter 4, verses 19 to 23. The woman said to Jesus, listen to this. Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. He looked at Jesus, she looked at Jesus and said, we worship in this mountain. But you Jews, you say... We need to worship somewhere else. Verse 21 Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. Samaritans, they had no dealings with the Jews and they had their own religious system and their own temple. Number three, what kind of people the Samaritan people are? Number three, they rejected Jesus when he passed through Samaria. Jesus, as he was entering into Jerusalem, he passed through Samaria. Samaritan people, they did not even turn to Jesus' side because he was going to Jerusalem. If someone is going to Jerusalem, they don't want to even talk to those people. Luke chapter nine verses fifty one to fifty three. Now it came to pass when the time had come for him to be received up, that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem, and send the messengers before his face. And as they went, they entered a village of Samaritans of the Samaritans to prepare for him. But they did not receive him because his face was set for the journey to jerusalem because his face was set to the journey to jerusalem samaritans they did not want to even talk to jews talk to jesus but thank god there are good samaritans the good samaritan was a samaritan there are good people we can't neglect them they're very you know they're very very good people but this morning we need to understand them who they are with the context, with the biblical context, then we will get an idea. You know, what how do we deal with such people? The Samaritans were a group of people who lived in Samaria. And you know, they, they are in the area of northern Jerusalem. They were half Jews and they were half Gentiles. They were born because of the intermarriage of the Jews with the As- Assyrians, and these people. You know, they did not worship the same place Jews were worshiping. They did not have the same, you know, uh, Bible that Jews had at that point of time. They were doing something different. But you know what? When Jesus was even passing through the Samaria region, Jesus was even rejected. They are such people. So who are these modern Samaritans that we see today in our lives? You know, this is a very interesting part of the sermon. You know, this morning the sermon is not going to really spiritually uplift you, but it is going to be an informative for you. Because we need to know. And I don't have any other means of you know, sharing this with you other than doing it on a Sunday morning so we know, we know who are these Samarians living around us. So our mission includes those are modern day Samaritans. Can you say modern day Samaritans? So these people groups... They are, they are basically a challenging demographic, a region of our country. So, as we said, Canada is a mission field. So, think, think through these following statistics with, with the, that mindset. God has called us and brought us to this nation to do something for Him. How many of us want to do something for God? By the way, let me ask before I continue. Not sure. Not sure. Can you see your hands raised up fully arena you want to do something for god yes all of us yes okay then you are good to go okay so canada is a mission field and we are the missionaries in canada let's look at this statistics canadian population today is approximately 37 million so out of this 37 million 24 percentage one-fourth they cite no religious affiliation that means one-fourth of the canadian population they say that we don't belong to any religion no religion that means one in four people in canada has no religion if you talk to four people one of them they don't believe in any god you're talking about the samaritans they are living around us many times we think that the mission field is in asia and Africa and some other land but have you ever thought the geography has changed? the mission field has already moved to North America The mission field itself has moved already to North America we're talking about the Samaritans they are living around us we're going to talk about five people, people groups this morning quickly number one the new Canadians we can say even new immigrants We need to continue to reach out to our neighborhood. That's very, very important, to reach out to the newcomers of this nation. So listen to me as I go through the slides. You know, we have all the information together, but you can just follow me. There are 1,212,075 new immigrants landed in this land from 2011 to 2016. More than a million. So they form 3.5% of Canadian population today. So 3.5% of Canadian population landed by 2016. And most of them are from the nations, Philippines, India, China, Iran, Pakistan, and Syria, and South Korea. We are talking about the new Canadians. And these new immigrants are coming from you know different, through different categories as we know. 50 percentage of them through economic immigrants, like they come for work, they come for studies, you know, they, 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 they process their permanent residency based on their skill levels, they may be skilled workers, so 50% of them come through that entry. And 24% age, they are the immigrations, immigrants sponsored by families. You know, this statistics will help you to identify you know, in the, the place where we are today, and also it will help you to pray. Refugees, they form another close to 24.1 percentage. Other immigrants, 1.2 percentage. So, this is a kind of makeup of the immigrants they are landing in this nation. And you can imagine, you know, some area is getting built up very quickly around us. So, in Canada, if you look at the adherence to religion, and this is what we get. If you look at that statistics, 67.3 percentage is Christians in Canada. And majority of them, as we know, they are Roman Catholics. 67.3 Christians there is another group 23.9 or 24 percentage no religion no religion and 3.2 percentage belong to Islam the second largest religion in Canada is Islam so who are our Samaritans that we are living with today it is time that God wants people to see God. You know that is very very clear. Word of God is very clear. God wants people to see God. When He says people, He includes everybody. You know God is not a respecter of person. He loves everybody. He loves everyone equally. He died for everyone. He died for the Jews. He died for the Gentiles. He died for the Samaritans. He died for everybody. All the religions we can name under the face of this earth. Jesus died for everybody. And He wants people to see God. As Paul was preaching on that day, this is what Paul is mentioning in Acts chapter 17, verses 26 to 27. Acts chapter 17, verses 26 to 27. Paul preaching, and this is what he is saying. And he has made from one blood every nation of men, this is what God has done, to dwell on the face of this earth. And he has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries for their dwelling. He is such a mighty God. From one man, he created the whole universe. He is such a mighty God. And verse 27 says, so that they should seek the Lord. You know, it's very clear. God is mighty. He is the one who created all of us. He is the one who defined the boundaries of our dwelling. He is the one who set the time frame for everybody. You know, this is a powerful scripture. Acts 17, 26 and 27. And God says, because of this reason, we must seek the Lord. Can you say that with me? We must seek the Lord. We must seek the Lord. You know, when we say we, we want to put all Canadians, they must seek the Lord. In the hope that they might grope for him and find him. Though he is not far from each one of us you know this is paul's message and prayer saying that everyone must seek must find god and when everyone must find god you and i have a responsibility in this nation many immigrants coming to canada they arrive at without relationship with christ when they come to this land they don't have any relationship with christ And that gives us a great opportunity. That gives us an incredible opportunity to share Christ. Most of us are sweating today, right? It's good to sweat. So we'll pray more. If you sweat more, you will? Pray more? right? What do you pray more? Lord, give us a better building. Lord, give us air condition. Right? So we'll start praying now yes right so let's listen to this message so Paul he was burdened in his heart looking at the Gentile group and he's saying he's the one who created you do you know that don't you know that you know he has defined your timeline on the face of this earth. and you think that you are such a great person you think that you are such a great people group but you know what God is the one who defined the boundaries of even if you're dwelling you God defines where you need to dwell and it is time to seek God. Number one people group we talked about, is the new immigrants coming into the land, pouring into this land. Number two people group, next generation, children, youth, and the campus ministries that are going on. We have an idea about the current Canada. Listen to me. Can you imagine a Canada in the time of your children when we are all gone? Can we imagine a Canada when we are all gone? The future of this nation is going to be decided by the next generation. You know, sometimes I think that, you know, why people are so much behind the Bible colleges? Why people are, pouring money into the Bible colleges? Why we need to do that? But later I understood that's what is important. And if we don't generate the younger generation to do what we are doing today, when we are gone, it's all gone. It's all gone. So it's very important. Next generation is the second people group. The number one priority of the church must be reaching the next generation, I think. Number one priority of the church must be reaching the younger, the next generation. Some of the statistics. On July 1st, 2015, the estimates say there are 5,749,400 children between the age of 0 to 14 of years live in Canada. 66% of our population is children, sorry, 16% of our population is children between the age 0 to 14. What percentage? 16. And the statistics also says there are more than 9 million youth. Across the country, age between 15 to 34, 25% of the population are youth. Are youth in this nation. That means we need to work among the youth and children. Children's ministry is important. Youth ministry is important for a church. And if we don't raise for a family, children's ministry is important. Youth ministry is important. If we don't raise them in a godly way like we were raised... The churches will be shut down next in the next generation, and God doesn't want us to do that. Number two people group: next generation. Number three. Let's move further. I'm talking about Samaritans. They are living today around us who needs the gospel, who needs Christ in their lives. Number three people group: Quebec and Francophone Canada. Quebec and Francophone Canada. Ten million Canadians converse in French. That's around 30 percent of the population. Some of the statistics in it will stick in your mind sometime. Ten million Canadians, they converse in the French, 30 percent of the population. And listen to this: Montreal and the larger Quebec, Quebec province is considered as one of the most under-evangelized regions of North America. Quebec and the larger province of Quebec and Montreal, they' are one of the under-evangelized regions of North America. They are living next door they are living next door attendance in the religious service. look at the statistics in the year 1986 it was 48 percentage but in 21 sorry 2011 it reduced to 17 percentage 31 percentage is lost they don't more no more go to churches i don't know it may be in 2018 we are in now we don't know how many percentage they seek god they go to church The evangelical church in Quebec, it's growing, slowly growing. And most of the time, the growth is the newborn babies in the church. That much slower the growth is. Our new immigrants, they may or may not speak French. That's how the evangelicals are growing in this nation. So we are talking about a third people group, Quebec and Francophone Canada. People who speak French. You know this morning god is you know giving us a burden i'm not sure whether god is giving you a burden to pray for such people group now if you come to the tuesday prayer tuesday there's a prayer at the church if you come to the tuesday prayer you will have the burden to pray and cry out to god there is so much burden that is you know god is placing in the mind of people of god but it is up to receive that burden of god and to help god to further his kingdom when you pray for, pray for the Francophonies. Now they are very nice people to deal with. But they need God. They need God. Sometimes we feel that we may not be able to go out and you know minister to them in French. I wish if you can start a French ministry here, French worship here sometime. We don't know, but certainly you can pray for them. As you heard the Mission Canada worker is saying that prayer. We need prayer church needs prayer we need people to pray we need people to intercede and God is asking this morning you enjoy all the blessings of this land don't we we enjoy all the blessings of this land we are happy here living in this land but don't we really care about the land what the land is going through don't we really care about the mind of God concerning this land we talked about the third people group number fourth people group indigenous Canadians Indigenous people group, according to 2016 statistics, there are more than 1 million, now I believe it's close to 2 million, they form around 4.9 to 6 percentage of Canadian population who are considered as as Indigenous people, Aboriginal people, close to a million First Nations, and half a million Metis, and around close to 65 to 70 to 80 thousand of Inuit people living in this land. Most of them, they don't have God. There, is a, there are a couple of ministries happening among aboriginal people, but they need God. They need God. Most of them are living in traditional strongholds. If you look at you know, their history, their traditions a little bit, we understand that you know, they are still living in witchcraft. They are living, still living in sorcery and generation after generation they are living under the generational curses because of their forefathers did sorcery and witchcraft to some other family and destroyed and killed and all those kind of things that happened. And they are still living under bondage. We are next door to them. There are a couple of people they may be living in the same apartment where we are today. And God is asking us God told you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. And we are living in the Samaria. Finally, the final people group want to talk about this morning before we close. The urban centers. The urban centers, the 2016 census shows that 82% of Canadian population live in large or mid-sized cities. What percentage? 82 percentage, majority of them live in cities and medium and in large cities. The three biggest metropolitan areas in our country are Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. They home around 12.5 million people, these three cities together. That's around 35 percentage, 34 percentage of Canadian population. They live in these three cities and what about all the other cities you know there's a good amount 82 percent of people are living in cities certainly there is a focus to minister to such people group they are called urban centers and God has brought us to this nation with a purpose with an intention of doing the work of God of doing the work of God we may be in a small city our God may be taking us to one of the big cities but don't just go to the cities because you need a better lifestyle no don't just go to those cities because you need better employment and better career no just go to those cities if God is asking you to go to the cities because you're going as a missionary you're going as a missionary you know you may not agree with me but that's what I believe that's what I believe if God is taking you to a big city just go as a missionary And ask God to open the door for me, Lord. When I go there, I want to share the gospel with somebody. Through my profession, through my career, through my life, through my families, and through my relatives, Lord, those who are living in that nation, in that city, Lord. I want to be a blessing for you. And if you ask in that way, God's will will be accomplished in our lives. Now, what I present clearly tells us this morning, this land, no doubt this land qualifies to be a mission field. Do you agree with me? yes can I hear a strong yes If you yes Yes? there is no doubt this land is a mission field the time is over that missionaries went from this land to the other land the time is up already the missionaries are coming from the other land to this nation this land needs missionaries you know God has brought you to this land to do the mission work of God among the people among maybe the same language what you speak among your own people, among, among your own group of people, they still need Christ because they never got an opportunity in their land to accept Christ. But now when they are here, away from their religion, away from their family members, you know, most of the time they are open to receive the gospel. And God wants us to enter into that opportunity. So these five different people groups form the Sumerians around us. And Jesus said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in Judea and in Samaria and this is what is our Samaria finally to conclude Canada is a mission land mission field we are already entered in the mission field there is no doubt about it and Jesus asked us to be a witness in Samaria Jesus wants all of us to be a witness in Samaria and that's what God expects in our lives, through our lives. So, I, our Samaria is, as I talked about, the five different people groups living in the land. If you, if you remember, number one, can be a little louder. New immigrants are new Canadians, number one. Number two, people group, next generation. Number three, before that, Quebec are francophones. Number three. Number four, indigenous people group. You remember who are they? First nation. I'm just doing a Canadian, you know, cultural, you know, lecture here. That's good. I think it's important. Who are the indigenous group? First nations. Métis and Inuit. Right? And the last one, urban centers, the big cities, the large cities. God's eyes are looking in those areas because that's where people are. That's where people are. You know, when God looks at this land, He looks at the way that the majority of the people going into the eternal hell. But God is asking the church to stand in the gap. God is asking the church to stand in the gap. Shall we all stand for a moment as we conclude? So this land is a blessed land. God has brought us to this land and He has blessed us so much. Blessed us so much. We thought at times we came for to this land for a better lifestyle. We thought we came to this land for a better career opportunity. But today God says you are a missionary to the Samaritans. You You are a missionary to the Samaritans. Now God is, I believe, I strongly believe God is working in your life. I strongly believe God is transforming your mind. God has already started working in some of your lives. I strongly believe your thinking is not the same thing thinking when you can landed in this land. God has changed you. God has changed your life. God has changed your lifestyle. You never thought that you would end up in such a setup, but God has already worked in your life. It's all pre-planned by our God. We need to think like missionaries as we engage ourselves with the neighborhood and friends those who are in close proximity but they're different in culture and religion and today as we celebrate the 151st birthday of our nation we are standing in the presence of God this morning and we may be asking God Lord what am I going to do Lord I understand I agree whatever he is saying but Lord what am I going to do? Think about those missionaries. They went from this land. They thought the same thing. They thought the same thing. Lord, how can I go to that land? Lord, when I land in that land, O oh God, there are cannibals living in that land. They are just going to kill me for meat. How can I bring the gospel to that land? Lord, what can you do with me, Lord? and today as we stand in the presence of God we may be having the same question Lord what are you trying to do with me what are you trying to do with me and if, if I believe this morning God has opened your eyes to see this vast land and the great opportunity for us to share the gospel with those people groups and God, I mean, there is no doubt that God has already called you into this mission it's not your choice You are not given an option there. God has already called you into this mission. Right now, the mission may be to take care of your own children. Younger generation. Right now, it may be just, you know, trying to show your love, godly love to your neighborhood. Just be friendly. Just show the love and compassion to your coworkers. In whatever way that God is using you in this land never forget that we are called in this mission land as a missionaries and bible says seek ye first the kingdom of god and its righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you when we do his work god takes care of us you know that's how i pray when lord when i take care of your work lord you take care of me i don't really need to worry about you worry about my life when you run to church for the prayer time God works on behalf of you God will take care of your issues and this morning God is telling you it is time to see the opportunity that is in front of you and one day when we stand before God He is going to ask us I brought you to that land and I also brought that millions of people from those nations into the land what did you do? have you done anything for me and we don't want to be standing empty-handed in the presence of God when we stand we each one of us is answerable this morning father as we hear these words as we listen to these statistics Lord one thing we realize there is a great need in this land there is a great need in this nation Lord thank you for bringing each one of us Lord into this land You have a greater purpose, Lord, for our lives. And you have a greater purpose for our children in this land, oh, Father God. And this morning, Father, we pray that you would continue to bless each one of us, Lord. If some of us are not entangled with our own issues, this morning we ask you that, Lord, you would bring each one of us out, Lord, from those issues that we are dealing with, Lord. So that, Father, we will be after you. We will be able to do the work of the kingdom of God on this earth, Lord. I pray that you would equip each one of us, Lord, and send us with your peace. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.